So we are back with another episode of the Six Man Podcast. And uh, for the first time in a long while, we're, we're recording not in a Zoom recording, but in a actual studio. And as you can see here, is this uh, 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 this episode is brought to you by Hobby Stadium, the sponsor of this uh, <laughs> of this episode. So we thank you, Hobby Stadium, for for organizing this, for getting our guest, and uh, the transition there. We have here a 15-year veteran in the PBA. Oof, an old man. <laughs> Currently <laughs> plays for Rain or Shine and an avid NBA collector. And one of the main reasons why I got so devoted to Gilas Pilipinas, hey. we have Gabe Norwood. What's up, honored, Gabe? Honored. What's up, man? Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure being here at uh, Hobby Stadium and on the podcast. Yeah, we love. Uh, we, I saw that uh, you were there in the promotional materials for... Yeah. For Hobby Stadium, you were there in the grand opening. What better way? Awesome. Who, which better person? I mean, I like to think I'm okay. I'm an okay guy, so I'm, ha- I'm happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> to start things off, Gabe, which part of Hobby Stadium caught your attention the most and why? When you first got here, like the very first visit, when you got invited by yeah. Sir Raymond or Boss Stephen, did you get the chance to eat in the venue as well or not? Yeah, I got the full the full experience, the full tour. Uh, first time coming over, uh, I think just the sheer size of the space <laughs> kind of amazed me. I was expecting you know, kind of like the setup in the front, but when I walked into the restaurant and being here in the VIP rooms, um, it's just an overall basically an event space. Yeah, you can come in and, and grab a great meal. You can pick up things for the hobby, and then also come and kind of hang out and have a good time with friends. So it, it kind of checks all the boxes in terms of you know making the most of your day. Did you get a chance to eat when you got here before? I have. I, I, I haven't gone past the, the appetizers. So the, the chicken poppers are high on my list, the, <laughs> the Pippin uh, chicken poppers. But overall, it, it's been cool. I've seen the cocktails roll out. I, I haven't been able to have a drink yet, though. <laughs> we should kick it right I know, right? We can make that happen. We can make that happen. It's only 1 p.m., guys, but since uh, <laughs> this is a special day, I think we deserve a chance. Right. To it's check. happy hour somewhere. <laughs> Today it's happy hour, happy hour here at the Hobby Stadium. So uh, entering this PBA season, Gabe, we were already talking about this outside, but yeah. uh, just a different perspective. What kind of role has Coach Jay entrusted upon you? You being a 15-year vet, I, I'm so sorry, I keep yeah. repeating that one, but this, <laughs> it is what it is. It is. You can't it control is. it anymore. It is what it is. Now he he's really just. Um, first off, it's cool having him back. You know, uh, he was gone for some years. Um, coaching another team, but to have them back and, and kind of really get an opportunity to share with the young guys, you know, the experiences that we've had in the past and the success that we've had together, uh, myself, Bo, um, Joel Ponferrada that have played for him before, uh, and just really trying to get everybody on the same page. It's not an easy process. We're going through some, you know, bumps in the road right now, but overall, I think Coach Yang is confident in what we have as a team and, and what he has as a, what he is as a coach. With that one, Gabe, since it's a mix, what I like about Rain or Shine is that there's a really good mix of veterans yeah. and young guys. So when it comes to the young guys like Sean Defonso, Gian Mamuya, yeah. would, you, would you still consider Anton Assistio a young guy? Yeah, he's, he's young. He's young in the league. So uh, he, he's on the list. You know, Mike Nieto, we have Jonard Calarito. We have some, some young guys in terms of, you know, PBA experience, but... Overall, a lot of winners, uh, winners that have won at the collegiate level, at the juniors level, and you know, hopefully we can help them win here at the pro level as well. Is there, I think for a question from a fan, like from a fan yeah. perspective, like some, what most people would ask, like, are veterans assigned a young guy or is it 
just in general? Like you, you you're supposed to help everybody equally, or is there like a okay focus on Sean? Yeah, that's your guy for 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 this year rather. Is there something like that? Uh, I think it happens a little more naturally. You know, maybe not necessarily like you know assigned kind yeah. of kind it's of rookies like and assigned vets, but. You know, naturally, personalities, roles on a team, um, kind of expectations, whether, you know, Gian is probably one of the most naturally instinctful, you know, defenders that I've been around in a long time. All-star, right? Yeah, all-star, all-star, no fluke on that. He, he went out and got the job done, and um, he's been a really big asset to our team. But overall, I, th I think, like I said, there, there's some guys where you just draw personalities and, and you're able to share openly you know advice experiences and things like that and i like to think i'm able to do that with a lot of guys just off of my personality and how i am but uh, at the same time there are some guys who who kind of fall in a little bit closer um just off of just natural talent and what are expected of us speaking of young guys i think the only similarity that i have with gabe aside from our love with basketball is our love for nba trading cards this and is what very was, true what was once thought as a, a hobby for I think mostly for kids. Like there's a yeah. stigma. Yeah. So mostly for kids or just uh, it's an underground thing that's not well known, right? Like how it is right now. With that, did you enter the, the NBA card scene during the pandemic? Like as I did, I entered during 2020 since we didn't yeah. have much else to do. My cousin just told me about it. Yeah. So is it the same story for you or you entered way before? Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I, I got into cards when I was younger. Um, okay. You know, get your little allowance or your your money for doing chores around the house. And I growing up on the East Coast, we were in Maryland. I think I was living in Maryland at the time. And there was a, a hobby shop in walking distance from our house. So my brother and I, I remember we'd, you know, have a couple of dollars. We'd walk over after we went to the park or something and, and go and try to buy a pack of cards and see if we got lucky. So that was mid-90s for me. Uh, took a long break, I think, like a lot of people, and really got reintroduced to the hobby through my kids. Um, it was something that we were able to share during the pandemic, uh, my three sons, and, and it, was a, it was a fun time to introduce them, not just to the game of basketball, but to the hobby and, and kind of the, the different products that are out there and, and just kind of enjoying it that way. Did you remember what kind of packs you used to buy as a kid? Is, was oh, it mostly man. NBA or? Definitely. Well, NBA and NFL. Um, I used to Fleer Ultra. Man, Tops Chrome was kind of high. So I just go, you know, basic Tops. Um, upper Deck. I remember I loved the UD3 product. Mm -hmm. um, that was probably my biggest hit. I don't know if that's a question coming later, but definitely my greatest memory as a kid was pulling the, the UD3 Penny Hardaway auto, oh. the, the season ticket auto. Okay. Um, I vividly remember pulling it. I can't, got the pack in the store. I think we were walking back home from the shop and got halfway home. I saw we hit the the season ticket it, Penny Hardaway auto. No, it was the second year. Oh, I second think year. Second or third year. Okay. And we walked right back and got the, the screw down case, put it in one of those big screw down the cases. Old, yeah, the old, yeah. Before, like, the crusty, like, <laughs> We found the card recently, all, all bad, but definitely the biggest hit of my youth, um, that, that Penny Hardaway UD3 season ticket. Do you still have them? Do you still have I them? think my brother sold it. Oh. I think he did. I don't even know if we ended up getting it graded, but yeah, I mean, hopefully I found a happy home. <laughs> <laughs> do, you remember, do you know what the value is of the UD3 now? Have you like, just one day checked it out? Like, how much I'm not going to lie. I think I didn't want to know the comps because I knew like, the card was bad. gone. Yeah, but uh, maybe we have a little 
little little uh, flyer right here that goes right there. The value yeah, we're going to have it on screen. A little we're, edit. <laughs> and then we're going to show Gabe the, the price of the Penny Hardaway after yeah. the post process. So you guys will see it oh, here. Man. And then Gabe will I just find out, like, Gabe, this is what's the, the value of the Penny Hardaway. Yeah, yeah we'll get, we get the reaction shot later. <laughs> <laughs> so Gabe, you ha for everybody watching, Gabe has an Instagram account for his yeah. cars. G5 cars, right? Yeah, G5 cars. So with that, if you check out his G5 cars account. It's stated there on the bio that he collects the following people. Alan Iverson, yeah. Tyrese Maxey, Cam Reddish, and of course, John Morant. So yeah. uh, how, did it, how did it lead to those players, Gabe? How, why those players when it comes to personally collecting? Or as we say it, why yeah. did you choose to PC those players? Yeah, Iverson was an uh, easy PC for me just because that's where I started really right around 96 um was when i got into cars and ai was my guy i grew up on the east coast in maryland virginia those those areas and it was all it was all ai it was bubba chuck all day so to, to get back into the hobby i thought that was the best place to start um and then outside of that for me i thought jaw was the closest thing we had to a, a modern day ai um out of that rookie class with zion and you know what i mean tyler hero and, and and those guys, I, I was drawn to Ja. I think he matched the city of Memphis perfectly, um, personality and everything. So, yeah, he was high on my list. Maxi, I just think. Just blew up, right? Yeah. I didn't but, expect Maxi to play like this in his third year. Yeah, yeah, his third year, year, but plays both ends of the court. Yeah. Um, you know, a guy who, who's not afraid to, to go out and compete on every night and that was probably why he made my list. And then Cam Reddish, I'm, for those who know, I'm, I'm not a huge Duke basketball fan, um, but Cam Reddish uh, had a high school, or actually a friend of mine from college who, who helped coach him in prep school. So he was on my radar for a while. So that was one that I kind of took a shot at. And he's got a good opportunity in Portland now. He's, he's made some moves, but hopefully he's found a home in Portland. I actually got him in my fantasy team, like nice. hoping for a flyer. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, not hopefully. He's doing well so far. I'm yeah, not yeah, dropping yeah. him any, not dropping him yet. So, Cam Reddish, please. Continue, continue. We need to win our fantasy. Do you, do you join fantasy? Oh, I'm in game? one too many leagues, to be one honest. And I think it all caught up to me this year. I think I've, I missed the playoffs in about half of them. So, <laughs> I got to get my stuff together. Is it like eight? How many leagues? Yeah, right around eight. I think eight. Eight leagues. What's what fantasy league are you most serious about? Like out of all those leagues, is it the one with the most money for sure? Like the the one with the biggest spot? Nah, I actually think it's just the ones with like the closest group of friends. Oh really? Yeah, and then we have one internally, my myself, my wife, and my two oldest kids. So that's that's one high on the priority list as well. We gotta have bragging rights around the house. It's also good that Lay is into basketball. Like she found yeah. like she knows fantasy basketball. Yeah, she yeah. has a basic understanding or. She, you would say it's uh she has a really good understanding no she definitely got her introduction um just this just recently this year she started doing fantasy football american football it's harder like I tried yeah it's pretty hard it's pretty hard but she wanted to try her luck at, at basketball so i got her into one of the leagues that i'm in and as well as having our own little league at home so she, she's full on uh in, in fantasy sports good <laughs> I, I gotta get my fiance up into that yeah it's <laughs> all it takes so gabe just uh very unfiltered here. What do you think of the John Moran situation? If you were a veteran of the Memphis Grizzlies, you were there, and you have a young guy like him, what's the best way to like? I mean, I it? 
I, I feel like it's it's a different time. Um, is with social media and how quick things can be put up and you can put yourself in a bad situation. Um, whether I'm sure he wasn't thinking, let me go, you know, get myself in trouble when he, he yeah. made that decision. Uh, are the many, you know, supposed decisions that have been made. But as a vet, uh, I mean, all you can do now is just be there for him. Um, hope that he's truly remorseful and, and he gets his another opportunity, whether it's in a couple games or, you know, I'm reading things that it might be an extended amount of time. So, you know, um, you know, he'll have a second chance. It's clear that, you know, the, the league is behind him in a sense that they haven't given up. They haven't just kind of thrown him away or anything like that. And I think he's means so much to his team, to the city of Memphis that, you know, hopefully he comes back and he's back on track. For our cards as well. I mean, we, <laughs> we, have, we have a lot of John Morant collectors. This is true. <laughs> this is true. This is true. That's a, that's a call for help. <laughs> Please. Nah, nah, I have a lot good. invested in you. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, no problem. <laughs> so, actually, okay, for, since you collect like four players, I said four players. Right, right? around, yeah, four players, for the most right? part. Which, what is your most valuable card? Like, out of all those guys, which is your most expensive, most valuable most card? Most valuable card. Um, that you own. That you have no plans of selling i mean i think it's i haven't gone like full high end yet in terms of you know i don't hold any like national treasures or anything like flawless i actually i think i hit a got a redemption like cam reddish like flawless and then um not a great value right now hopefully it will be in the future but um for me it's probably be a like a level three jaw uh court king's jaw that i think i got a psa 10 on um, oh, I think I remember that one. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure I got a 10 on it. Um, and also, I love the Court Kings product. It's one of my favorite products. Not blank the slate. biggest. Do you love Blank Slate? Is that yeah, your favorite case? Yeah, I still, haven't, I still haven't picked up a Blank Slate. I need to make it move into one of those. But, um, yeah, that's probably be my, my highest valued and graded card. At the Court moment. Kings jaw level, level three. three. Yeah, level three. Is it graded? PSA? I think I got a 10 on it. I got to double check. I'm pretty sure I have a 10 on it. When's your birthday, Gabe? February, February 9th. I was already done. I was just going to say, like, <laughs> anybody want to send out some lead? birthday gifts? <laughs> I'm, I'm accepting all birthday gifts until the end of the year. Um, you know. It doesn't have to be confined in February. You guys Not can at say all. right after this podcast. Whatever you feel in your heart, just go ahead and make that happen. Mostly a blank slate, John Moran. <laughs> you guys should check out. We're going to post it on this video. We're going to post it on the podcast. Yeah. See the value of a John Moran blank slate. Rookie. Even more so, it's the reason why it's a, uh, a wish list true. from Gabe here. So, for those who are, new, who are just beginning to collect NBA cards, because, you know, Gabe, like, 2020 was the peak. Yeah. 21, 22, well, 21, the absolute peak where it's really impossible or it's really hard to even buy mega boxes. Yeah. Mega boxes are just, like, 60 cards, guys. It's not, it's, there's no guaranteed autograph or anything. Yeah. So, the pr prices now have a bit dwindled. Yeah. It, it it became more normalized yeah. in a way. It's a easier to get affordable. into hobby, but some people already left. So yeah. for just be, for those who are just beginning to collect NBA cards, what what are your advice? Being there for like years already, what do you say? Like three years, good three to four years of really sticking into the mm -hmm. hobby. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's really first ask questions. You know, getting to meet guys like Unico, like Wancho, like you know, just a 
group like a whole bunch of people in terms of the community that really help point you in the right direction whether it's you know simply places like hobby stadium or breaks or any any way that just ask a lot of questions um for me also I think I got a little bit too excited of the the breaks. Yeah, like I was just, rather than just jumping out and really locking in on a PC, um, really understanding who you like, what products you like. Uh, there's so much information in terms of the, the internet to, uh, to find out more, you know, details in terms of the, if it's artwork or, you know, quality, um, quality control and things like that on what products you like. But um, yeah, just definitely do your research, um, lock in on a, on a player or even a team and you know kind of go from there you mentioned breaks <laughs> yeah so, so with car breaking with that one well, any advice there for people who, are, who wants to join the breaks what what do they what should they expect from the break is it guaranteed cards <laughs> or are the hit, hits guaranteed gabe for me i think it comes down to product too product and then also like, it took me a long time to think, like, man, do I really want to buy my team? Like, do I want to pick, like, a PYT or do I want a random and just, like, hit the good cards of players I don't really care for and then move into, you know what I mean? It's a preference. So there's, yeah, there's definitely different strategies and things like that. Um, you know, certain breaks run differently to where if you can trade your team, sometimes you can or, you know, sell your team and make moves. So there's so many different strategic ways of going about it for me. I like randoms just because I feel like the box is random already. So I'll take a random team and just kind of go from there. But uh, yeah, that's it didn't always work out well for me. <laughs> I would say it is what it is. Gabe would message you whenever we would join my breaks. <laughs> so I have a own uh, car group. It's, it's called Manila Box. Where yeah. We do breaks, car breaks for, for those who don't want to buy their own boxes. Yeah. And... And that's the place. To, that's the place to go. That's the right. Not, not the right, but more yeah. just a, another avenue yeah. for you to yeah. to get a chance to open the box without spending too much. Because, for example, right. there. Let's use an example like a Prism Hobby. A yeah. Prism Hobby box costs forty eight, forty nine thousand pesos. Yeah. But with a but with a uh, group break where there there are thirty teams, you divide the price into thirty. It's much easier, yeah. right? and then you get to pick. The, the team that you want and the player that you could possibly right right but the, the, the chance for the hits are not guaranteed so not that's the risk all. you gotta play for but that's <laughs> what makes it fun for sure that definitely adds the the fun to it and you know you have to have a high risk uh kind of tolerance to jump in <laughs> at times and just to build on what gabe said he mentioned that of course he has pcs here for those people that are looking for some of the players that they want hobby stadium offers pcs singles yeah. Yeah. At the front of the, at the inside the store, the front part, you can also buy boxes here. So there's a lot of options for collectors. So check out Hobby Stadium here sure, at Donya sure. Hemadi Corner in the Jofani. Is that the right? Jofani Building, yeah. third floor. <laughs> I'm sorry if I mispronounced it. Jofani Building, Donya Hemadi Corner above Ursao. I think that's the, the name of the, the restaurant. So but that one. Okay, going back. So the, yeah. What is your... Biggest mistake, biggest mistake or regret in the card collecting hobby. Man, biggest regret. Probably, I think getting too far ahead of myself, just in terms of 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 breaks and not knowing the product. Not breaks in the sense of breaks themselves, but really breaks in the sense of not knowing the products yet. Oh no, you know what I mean? Like yeah. just jumping into, you know, whether it was 
a blaster case break rather than a hobby one hobby box break you know what i mean just understanding yeah. what were the possibilities kind of just jumping in blindly rather than actually knowing the products um i think so maybe not to rephrase it not the breaks per se but just knowing the products that were being put out the schedule of when products would release um kind of maximizing the resources out there the the websites that basically tell you, okay, you have two months to wait until Prism drops, or do you want to go all in on hoops and, you know what I mean, things like that. So uh, just really understanding the, the products that were available in terms of a, like a, an investment, in terms of a yeah, player. Uh, I had a little stash of Romeo Langford going. Up, to, up, to, up until now? No, no I, 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 I stopped. Romeo I stopped. Langford. Yeah. There was a time. There was he a was time where Boston. I was, yeah, I, I was... <laughs> I was happy to get Boston and breaks. They were usually a little bit cheaper at the time. Very. It is one of the yeah. cheapest teams. Because I think that was, he's, Langford's also Jazier, right? I think yeah. that's, yeah. So, yeah, definitely my little stash of Romeo Langford could have went to a different uh, investment, but hopefully he's doing well in San Antonio. He gets healthy. I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah. Romeo Langford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he was on, I, I think he's still on the roster right now in, in San I Antonio. So, yeah. I think he might have got hurt again, had some injury problems, but we'll see how it goes for it's him. It's been a story, huh? Yeah. Like ever since he got drafted, there's always like a minor injury or an injury that just manages yeah. to bring him down. Yeah, so we'll see if it turns around. I'm still holding. <laughs> why Romeo Lanford again? I never got to ask you. I was just why you wanted to at, at the time. I I think I was stuck on that rookie class because just that the timing of when I got into the hobby and kind of a couple of times where I joined Team Randoms and I hit Boston a couple of times. Like, and oh, yeah, naturally, you know, I I think I got like a optic like some parallel, and I was like, okay, might as well just see if I can build off of this and. The building got kind of carried away. <laughs> Just a little bit. We all have that. I think, imagine if you invested in Jordan Poole. Right. Before, it was Eric Pascal. So, yeah. guys, back then when we all started in 2020, the peak, Eric Pascal was considered the right rookie and yeah. he would say like oh yeah. just Jordan Poole yeah <laughs> then that, that was the next he was the next Draymond and and everything yeah it didn't work out that way either I wish I collected Jordan Poole so co co <laughs> congratulations to all those collectors who chose to get this rookie card right so there are a lot of card influencers right now Gabe I mean we all know about that I'm not sure if yeah. if uh, you, you watch a lot but on YouTube is there any uh, cre creator that you follow for, for anything card related or um i mean i got to know early on in the hobby um the, the team from slab stocks um aaron and and some of those guys just through dms things like really? that yeah and awesome awesome just in terms of advice like i was saying earlier just asking questions a lot of the people in the hobby whether they're here or abroad are really just looking to onboard people into you know into the space so um, hit them up early in the hobby and got to just kind of shoot questions back and forth. I know they launched launched their own platform that um, kind of goes back and forth with um, values and comps and things like that. But uh, probably that the team from Slab Stocks um, and just little stuff. Dynasty Mode, um, EJ from Dynasty Mode, he's Filipino also from the States. Got to meet up with him at the Burbank show in California when I was out there. And the team from Burbank Cards, I got, I got to meet them. And that was a pretty cool experience. They're super welcoming, just pulled up to the shop and, and they showed us around, took a little tour, and then was also able to go over to the, to the show a couple weeks later. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I, I saw that one. You posted it on. I think it, was it in her personal Instagram? Yeah, it might have been. Five? It might have been both. It might have been both. And the owner was always there. Right? Yeah, always there. Um, super, super helpful with my kids. They got to go around and do a little shopping as well. So it was a cool experience. That's what we hope to. I mean, like it's not the same business model for sure when right. it comes to hobby stadium, but it's a kind of a hobby shop that people want it like a like they want it to be memorable. There's right. a place that you could always come back to. So hopefully, hobby stadium becomes. That place here in Doña Hemadi. For can, sure. There's a lot of things here from the signed jersey, signed yeah, autograph. The wall itself, the wall all itself. the way around. I'm not sure if it's seen on the camera, but this is a Michael Jordan signed jersey. And it's 600,000 pesos right there. So I kind of got scared after I touched it. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> They didn't lower the value just by touching it. <laughs> no, but they, yeah, the memorabilia in here is amazing. And it's not just basketball. You see here, there's golf there's football there's boxing like i was just looking at the case of the pacquiao, the pacquiao gloves but also the thriller in manila um my oldest son is named cassius you know cassius clay and everything Ooh, so it's, it's pretty cool to to see all the memorabilia from from the fight uh it, it's pretty cool and uh just to add like this vip room you can rent it as well yeah. they have really good rates i think it's five thousand pesos consumable that also nice. includes food so it's a really great deal, and if you guys have any reservations or any private gatherings, yeah. this is the place to be. It makes uh, makes the stuff outside more interesting. Your stay here, sure. And so, there's karaoke, from what I heard. I, I don't know if it's this room or the other one has a, a KTV setup, right? Is there a KTV setup? I think there there should there should be a KTV. Setup. I don't know if you can quote me on that. There's I think so. Mike's here. Yeah, they, I think there's I think it's, I know it's one of the rooms. I remember Stephen was yeah. telling me. And it's soundproof. <laughs> So you can sing your hearts out whenever you get <laughs> with no judgment, <laughs> no judgment. So uh, you mentioned your three kids a while ago, Gabe, yep. Cash, Arion, and Idris. Yep. Is he? Is he? Yep. Uh, well, are are they into card collecting as well right now? Like, uh, is there any specific sport that they're focusing on? They are one hundred percent in in what? the hobby. Uh, they're probably get mad when I get home from here if I don't bring them back something, but. Uh, they, when we started collecting again during the pandemic, I let each of them pick a rookie, not Ja or Zion. At the time, their prices were too high. Mm -hmm. So uh, Cash picked Tyler Hero, and Orion picked Cam Johnson, which was, if anybody, if you yeah. ever meet my middle son, he is known for some off-the-wall picks. Off-the-wall. Yeah, his favorite player for a while was uh, Bismack Biombo. Really he, he's had some really random random picks but cam johnson so my oldest two got to pick those two and then my my youngest izzy's favorite player is damian lillard so that's a good one yeah he he's he's picked up some some not rookie cars but later on in his career some some nice looking cars for him. what if your youngest told you like dad can you get me a 2012 prism hobby <laughs> please he's gonna have to start working i think we gotta we gotta figure out a payment plan for that Go Chang, uh, sign me up for uh, ten more years. Right, <laughs> I gotta get the prism hobby. Might have to advance everything. <laughs> <laughs> so with that one, outside NBA cards, are there other things that you collect, or if not, given the unlimited, given a limited budget, Man. what will be the first thing you splurge on here in Hobby Stadium? First thing in Hobby Stadium. Yeah. Unlimited budget. Unlimited yeah. budget. First thing you see, what do you wanna? I cannot. I. The Penny Hardaway pinstripe jersey out there, just for like childhood nostalgia. That I mean, the Iverson jersey, obviously, but there's something about the black, old school Magic pinstripe jersey that I always I was always a fan of. And Penny Hardaway, 
I think I had I came in with a Penny Hardaway oh, shirt. Yeah, the face. Oh, yeah, wow. but uh, was Penny safe. was high on my list of, of favorite players, so that that'd be high on my list. And then also probably that the Michael Jordan was that the yearbook that's out there. There's like a, the I think I don't know if it's a college yearbook or or something. There's a there's a lot of Michael Jordan memorabilia out there that probably will age very well no matter how what you're doing in the hobby. That Kobe there was a Kobe one of one like a signed letter. Yeah. After he won his first championship, it's also. A story in itself right just, for, just that letter for sure and, and like i said the the thrill in manila that whole case would be probably in my living room somewhere <laughs> if it was up to me <laughs> it, it's gonna be gone right after this. i know right he's gonna cl close the lights <laughs> collection gabe left already yeah, so. you gotta chase me down for that one <laughs> so we're, we're gonna do like the fast break questions cool, cool, cool. it's just, just uh to cap off our interview it's gonna be gonna be fun and every i know it's gonna be fun it's it's just a uh, nine questions so okay. fast break means you gotta think of a, a, a quick response quick, 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 quick response, response. No, no 10 seconds okay except for some question i would tell you tell you like please explain why so first okay. one is easy prism select or optic optic why optic out of uh it has an old school vibe for me it, it looks like a old tops and it kind of has that vibe for me yeah, actually, if you think about it. So, guys, Prism, Select, and Optic are different kinds of boxes that you can collect with the NBA and... Is it NFL? No, not NFL. Yeah, yeah even yeah, NFL. Yeah. So, there are multiple sports that have Prism, Select, and Optic. So, you can always check that out. Some are... I think they're all, they're selling all here in hobby yeah. stadiums. You can check that out. We don't... Uh, I think it's more, more of retail products here. There's a few hobby boxes with Prism still left here. So, you can always come check it out here. Really accommodating people and staff. Next one, signed Kobe jersey, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Gotta go MJ. He's, he's my GOAT. He's my GOAT, so I'll go MJ. PSA or BGS? Ooh. I'll go PSA. I'll go PSA for no particular reason. Uh, just to explain to everybody <laughs> just watching this is very new to the hobby. PSA and BGS are the two card grading uh, uh, services. Yeah. That's based in the U.S., so that's where you send your cards to get graded in order to have a higher value. So if it reaches a gem mint 10 for PSA, it's, it's higher than a card with no value. I mean, with no slap. Right. It basically gets graded. It would be cool if PSA had colored, like, 10 What was the labels. name of that? There that was a cool. service that Rico... Oh, HGA. HGA. Yeah, I have... Uh, the custom ones. Yeah, I had uh, Allen Iverson Aurora, uh, Court Kings Aurora done by H, uh, HGA. It was pretty cool. Did you make like a custom slab? Yeah, I had a that? custom slab that matched like the whole Aurora artwork. It was pretty cool. Yeah. I think it's on my Instagram, G5Cards, if you want to check it out. There you go. G5Cards. <laughs> you got to insert that every time. Since this is a hobby-centric podcast episode anyway. Yeah. So next one, National, treasure, uh, national Treasures or Immaculate? Ooh. I'll go National Treasures. Why NC over Immaculate? It's just higher on my want list, I think. I think that's, yeah, National Treasure. Just personal personal opinion. Personal opinion. Yeah. And the logo, man. Like right? The way their logo, man, is, uh, it just pops off more. Yeah, than one I agree. I agree. Uh, which PBA player you think will be the next face of the league? Ooh. Because right now it's Scotty, right? Right now it's Scotty. Who you think um, could be the future? Man, the next face of the league 
So that means hard. he's not. I'll, I'll think of somebody who's not in the league yet. You can do that. Why not? Man, I, I don't know if he'll make his way here at what point, but maybe Carl Tamayo. If ever, if he, he if he plays one season, he could probably get it get it going. Carl Tamayo, next face of the league. If it happens, if he yeah, if he makes it, if he makes his way like, over yeah. at some point, it's hopefully, his opinion. yeah, I'll, I'll go with maybe Carl. All right, um, good. Uh, that was a good one. Uh, best moment with Gilas. Ooh man, best be moment practice specific, specific game. Definitely, I mean, everybody will say the the dunk, the Scola experience. I would, I would say, but for, for me, you. for me, it was 2013. Before all that, just when we qualified, when we beat Korea, um, to do it in Moa. Do it at home, um, have my family in the stands, my wife and my kids, um, a lot of my counterparts, coaches, uh, other players, seeing grown men cry off of our achievement. Um, probably that 2013 uh, qualifier to, to get us into the World Cup in 2014. Just to, add up, just to add on that one, my personal experience, I was in a wedding during, wow. that, during that moment. <laughs> And I can tell you, half of the guys in that wedding were on their phones, <laughs> not paying attention to what's happening. On the, we were already yeah. in the reception. So you can just imagine as a couple, like, why are these guys on their phone? And everybody was cheering or like, oh. Yeah. Especially when the, the, the finger is uh, yeah, put back. The put I think back. that was when we started to realize that, oh, my God, we yeah. actually made it. Yeah, it was deafening. Like, it was, it was one of those where it was so loud, it was silent. For a player, like, a player. could hear nothing. You just, it was an awesome experience. And, and one of those that will forever be, you know, high on my list. Because it's been years since we last made the World Cup prior to that one. Yeah, prior. I think it was 40, 40 plus years uh, since the last time we had qualified. And what's great is we're hosting that one. So yeah. just a minor plug. It's just the World Cup. Yeah, upcoming. We're going to be hosting that one. A few months away. It should be good. I would have loved to see you there, but of course. Yeah, I think I kind of got phased out a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) You you did your time. like Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think it was about a decade's worth of of work with Gilas, with the program. So I'm happy to see where it's going and and excited for for the World Cup. Just a question, like, from a personal question, like, Does Coach Shot still like ask you guys if you guys can help out in practice, or there's like a boundary, like for example, like so since they're already done, he doesn't reach out as much to, to the the past players. Or oh, he's, it's definitely welcoming. You know, um, I've reached out met multiple times in terms out. of like just knowing the schedule. You know, it's hard now having three kids and yeah, it's pretty busy. Especially, especially it, it's tough. You know, I I know the situation. Um, you know, getting guys together, whether it's the PBA guys coming over from Japan and Korea as well. And I think they only get maybe one or two nights uh, a week in terms of practice. So their, their time is limited and, and, and needs to be focused. So me personally, I, I try to keep my distance unless I, you know, reach out personally to, to be out there. Sorry. For when it comes to the national team, what's just the one that gets people like misunderstood mm. or they don't understand? Probably the sacrifice. Um, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of people think, oh, you get to play basketball. Completely true. You know, there's people who are going off fighting wars. There's, you know what I mean? Like, we're not, not that type of sacrifice, right? But at the same time, a lot of us, you know, especially for myself, are, you know, active fathers and husbands. And, and the preparation is pretty intense. It's mentally grueling, not just physically. Um, before the last World Cup in 2014, we were gone for two and a half months straight. Um, 
like legit not in the country for two and a half months straight um not away from our family away from our our kids practicing three times a day um in, in preparations for you know five or six games uh so i think it's just the, the more the mental than the physical sacrifice um the toll that it can take on your body but also on your mind love the love the answer yeah which player in the pba do you think will enjoy the collectibles here any or any oh, other? Oh man, uh, there's a lot. I, I, yeah, that we don't know of because you're I mean, the one most. Uh, like I've known Gabe because of cards. Yeah, so, and first, well, not the first time I met him multiple times yeah. in person. But yeah, that's how I met him through cards. Yeah, I think you know you got guys. I know Rome De La Rosa. Rome is is into the hobby. I believe Poi Aram is in the hobby. Jumar had his little run. Also, I think he was doing some some box breaks, personal breaks. I think he was doing on YouTube. Um, trying to get Chris Newsom in. I think he's he's on the inside or the outside looking in. Uh, but definitely there's there's a lot of interest. Jared Dillinger was here recently. He's a good friend of mine who's looking to, to get into the hobby. I, I don't know if he's looking in from the sports side or the Pokemon or the that side of things, but there's so many options here, you know, not just cards, memorabilia like we were saying, uh, toys that were out there as well. So it's pretty cool. And uh, Paul Lee, I, I remember watching. Yeah, Paul. Sorry, Paul. Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Op- opening some packs. Yeah, like Paul. Even boxes. That is true. Did you guys bring some boxes in the PBA bubble? Yeah, we did. Actually, Ryan Reyes. Ryan Reyes was also Ryan in. Ryan Reyes is another one. Another one. So I think we joined. I got a couple of teammates to join, join breaks during the first bubble. I think I had a teammate who hit like an Anthony Davis stained glass and like a mosaic break. I was like, bro, this is your first break and you hit a stained glass. But... Figures he he would he's a lucky guy but yeah there's a there's a lot of interest whether it be the the PBA or other sports here in the country. All right, next one at your prime, which coach would you play for, Coach Tab or Coach Trot, and why? Oh, your prime. Like let's say like. The crazy thing is, I think they both got me in my prime. I played for both in my prime because if you look back, I you know naturally. A lot of people remember me with Chot and the run that we had to the yeah, World of course, Cup. It's the one in uh, Chot. The year after with Tab, we were out in China and lost in the finals um, with a team that a lot of people didn't expect us to do well. Uh, we ended up beating Japan, we beat Iran, and then lost. The, yeah, and, and was there, is that the game where they were uh, trash talking the hotel? Is that true? Like there was a bit of. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> I mean, internationally, I feel like every game is there's a good bit of trash talk. But that that team, for me, just in terms of expectations, when you looked at it on paper, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people didn't think we were gonna perform that well. And you know, Tab got us together and on the right page, and and we made it to the to the finals in playing China. And China is tough. Uh, there are some some outside factors that came into play on that, that one yeah, from yeah. We our, all agree. Yeah, we our, all agree here. Our bus not being charged all of a sudden and then our net breaking during warm ups to where we didn't get a full warm up in. But uh it is what it is. So I think to answer your question, it's hard, hard. to say because I think hard. they both I think they both had me in my prime yeah. in terms of my my Gila stints. So oh. I didn't answer your question <laughs> at all. <laughs> I've been known to do that. It's a <laughs> just fill the air with compliments and then not really answer. Fifty fifty. And uh, lastly, if you if you will take one item here at Hobby St- Hobby Stadium for free, what would it be? Man, that Prism Hobby. Uh, the twenty twelve Prism. Still have the twenty twelve Prism Hobby here, sir. 
We were just talking about that off the air. Yeah. Um, dang. Anything? Yeah, anything. Oh, just, uh, just one thing. That's their token. Like, does a case count? Like that Jordan case out there with all the... Did you say Jordan case? No, just the, the actual oh, display, the display, the display case. case. Okay. Man. Oh, like a FLIR case. Like I know, right? I don't know. I was looking at the, the 96, 97 Tox Chrome mm. packs. And Kobe. Yeah. Just running the risk, though. That's, those are scary things to open at the same time. <laughs> They had the Skybox next door too. The Skybox, I think, was that ninety seven, ninety eight? Yeah. I think, yeah. There's the, there's a lot of good things too. Yeah, a lot of options. A lot of options. Hard to pick one. Everybody that's Gabe Norwood. Gabe. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. Thanks for having me. And uh, again, thank you for to Hobby Stadium for hosting us here for the VIP rooms. You got it's again. These are all rentable. The place is rentable for the VIP. I think. The area can be also rented depending on the price. It depends on how many you're bringing. And uh, they also have a restaurant bar here where you can enjoy, kick it. They also have events for uh, for sporting events. For example, it's a, there's a UFC fight that just finished. I think they hosted people here in the venue. So you guys are always uh, can always come free, uh, are always free to come by and swing by. There's parking in the basement. There's parking on the side. Yeah. It's a really easy place. Yeah to visit it's not, it's not hard so again thank you to hobby stadium thank and you, i thank hope you, thank to you. see you guys next time six man podcast this is nico and gabe norwood is our guest we'll see you all next time peace peace